Welcome back to The Dirt Show. I am mad. I am angry. I am angry at this 18-year-old who was able to buy two guns and hundreds of rounds of ammunition and go into a school and, and slaughter 19 children and uh, uh, two teachers. I'm furious at the governor of Texas for his press conference in which he blamed it on the lack of facilities for uh, mentally ill and mental illness. Let, let's make a few things uh, clear. Number one, there are no more mentally ill people in the United States than in Sweden, than in Germany, than in Israel, than in Japan. But there are many, 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 I can go on and on, many, 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 many more shootings and killings in the United States than in other countries with equal number of mentally ill people. Mental illness is not the cause of these shootings. It's the easy availability of guns. If this mentally ill kid, and I don't know that he was mentally ill, there was no indication he was mentally ill, according to the excuses made by the governor of Texas and others, he was mentally ill, assuming he was mentally ill. If he didn't have easy access to guns, maybe he would have stabbed his grandmother. Maybe he would have tried to come to a school and stab 19 kids. Not easy to do. Uh, people can fight back. But you can't fight back against an AR-15 or other uh, essentially weapons of mass destruction and, and, and mass killings. Uh, there are so many mass shootings in the United States. I just heard a statistic that this year there have been more mass shootings than there are days of the year. That is, there's been more, more than one per day average of mass shootings, depending on how you define mass shootings. Obviously, we don't have 19 every day or 10 every day like in in Buffalo, New York, but we have an enormous, enormous number. And don't tell me, as a constitutional lawyer, that the state cannot prevent 18-year-olds from getting AR-15s, from getting other weapons of mass destruction. Don't tell me that. It's not true. Oh, you can cite a Court of Appeals decision in the Ninth Circuit. It's dead wrong. Yeah, California passed a law saying kids between the ages of 18 and 21, not old enough to go to a bar to drink, not old enough to vape or smoke, but uh, this judge ruled unconstitutional. The state statute, the California statute, that said 18-year-olds cannot have weapons of mass destruction. They have to wait until they're 21 to buy uh, AK-15s or any other weapons of, of, of that kind. That's constitutional. Don't tell me it's unconstitutional. Where? Where in the Constitution? Sure, it says that a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Does that mean that a 10-year-old could buy uh, a, a, an automatic weapon? No, of course nobody would say a 10-year-old could buy such a weapon. And if the Second Amendment prevents a 10-year-old from buying a AR-15, what's to say that the state can't say, no, if you can't buy it at 10, you can't buy it at 16, you can't buy it at 18, you can't buy it at 19. You can't buy it until you're 25. That would be constitutional. Look, liquor is no longer prohibited by the Constitution, but the states, according to the Constitution, have the power to regulate liquor, liquor purchases, and you know they raise the age uh, in a number of states. Um, uh, in vast majority of states, it's now uh, it's now 21, and by federal law, it's 21. Well, people say you can serve in the army, you can certainly have a gun. No, you can serve in the army, you can't have a drink, you can't vape, you can't smoke. It's 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 easier to buy an AK-15 if you're 18 years old in Texas 
than it is to buy a dog or a car. Uh, it's absurd. It's insane. We have a pandemic in this country. It's called killing shootings. And it's all the fault of our gun laws, all the fault of our gun laws. People say, oh, guns don't kill people. Kill. No, people with guns kill. People are constant. The same number of mentally ill people all over the world. The same number of violent people all over the world. The same number of criminals all over the world. The same number of people from various ethnic and racial backgrounds in many countries in the world. There's only one place in the world where you have mass shootings like this on a regular basis. It's called the United States of America. Our dollar bill should have on it a picture of a, an 18-year-old holding an AR-15. That's become our symbol. That's become our symbol. For those of you who are Second Amendment nuts, and there are plenty of you out there who are Second Amendment nuts, um, who is the famous actor who said, the Second Amendment is more important than the First Amendment. Unless we have the right to bear arms, we'll never have the First Amendment. The Second Amendment is designed to make sure that we kill government officials who are engaged in, in treason. That's not what the Second Amendment was passed to prevent. It wasn't there to foment revolution. It wasn't there to uh, give authority to people to shoot legitimately elected officials. It was there as part of the right of states to rise, uh, raise militias and, and give their militias uh, arms in a well-regulated fashion. And for the first 200 years of our experience, that's the way the Constitution was interpreted. And then suddenly comes across the Heller decision, which distorts history and distorts logic and interprets the Second Amendment as if the first part of the Second Amendment didn't exist at all, as if the Second Amendment simply said the right of the people, you know, as if, you know, some people read it, the right of the people, including children, to uh, keep and bear arms shall not be infringed or regulated by anybody. Um, that's the way they read it, but that's not the way the Second Amendment was written. A well-regulated militia, well-regulated, being necessary to the security of a free state, the security of a free state. The state is the people who are elected. It's not designed to help overthrow the government. It's helped to protect the security of a properly elected government. And this idea that somehow 18-year-olds have the right to go into a store without any checking, without seeing what their mental history is, without seeing if they have felony records, and if they can't go to a store, they can go to a gun fair and just privately hand over cash and buy anything they want. Uh, and there's very little or no regulation in most states. The Supreme Court has a case coming in front of it this year, growing out of upstate New York. I think it's Rensselaer County or something, um, in which two people are suing because in, in New York, uh, in order to have a concealed weapon permit, carry around a concealed weapon in public, you have to have a good reason. All you have to do is a state a good reason. You know, I've been attacked. I go on the subway. Uh, I fear for my life. And 90-something percent of these applications are granted. That's not enough for the gun nuts. Not enough. We want the absolute untrammeled right to bear arms when you're 13, 14, 15 years old and you have a criminal record and you don't have to give any excuses just go to the store and buy a gun like you're buying a, a loaf of bread. 
Uh, I don't know what the Supreme Court is going to decide. Uh, I read the questioning of the justices, and it, it sounds to me like they're not going to totally and absolutely say that the Second Amendment doesn't give the states any power at all, even Justice Thomas, who was the biggest gun nut on the Supreme Court, um, um, talked about, well, maybe it's different uh, in New York City in Times Square on the campus of Columbia University. Uh, maybe the state, the city can have some degree of regulation uh, at some point, but probably they'll strike down this statute requiring a, le a reason to get a gun as unconstitutional. Um, I wonder if the California case is going to be appealed. I hope it is. And I wonder how the Supreme Court would decide that. Why can't the state say that kids who are 18 and 19 years old are not mature enough to handle high magazine guns that can fire off multiple rounds in a split second and kill 19 people before the police even have a chance to get there? Why doesn't the state have that power? Remember the, the Constitution, the Tenth Amendment, the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited to it by the states, are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. Well, the state of California and the people of California exercised that power and said, no, 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 no. If you can't, if you're not old enough to drink, you're not old enough to smoke, you're not old enough to vape, you're not old enough in some states to adopt, you're not old enough in some places to do a range of other things, you're not old enough to have a machine gun, essentially, a semi-automatic weapon that you press the trigger and, you know, mayhem, mayhem results. Those of you out there who believe in states' rights, and there's a lot of you conservatives who are totally hypocritical on this. Oh, yeah, states' rights. Yeah, state rights when it comes to abortion. States' rights. The states have a right to do everything when it comes to abortion. When it comes to guns, states' rights. Who ever heard of states' rights when it comes to abortion? When it comes to guns? When it comes to regulating guns? The word regulating, regulated, appears in the Constitution. So I am really pissed. I'm pissed at the Texas authorities who are trying to blame mental illness for this. It's just not true. Just look at it from a common sense point of view. Look at it from a scientific, from an empirical point of view. There is no difference in the rate of serious mental illness in states around the world that have no gun problems and no shootings and the United States, which has a massive, massive problem of people being shot, of children being murdered in their classrooms, of a guy from Goldman Sachs trying to go to work in the morning in New York, holding onto a strap on a subway that I used to ride on every day as a kid. And some person, yeah, he may have been mentally ill, but he was mentally ill with a gun. Walked over to this guy, didn't know him out of Adam, pulled the trigger and killed him. You're not safe on the subways. You're not safe in your school classrooms. You're not safe in church. You're not safe in the supermarket. Is that the kind of country you think that our Constitution was intended to create? Do you think the Second Amendment was designed to make sure that people had these kinds of weapons that can kill instantaneously? No, no, no. That's not, that's not what the situation is. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guns kill. And easy availability of guns is responsible for the problem in the United States. It's the only variable. Think about it. Write me letters about it. Be a scientist. When you have 10 factors, nine of which are identical, and the only variable is the easy availability of guns, and the country with the easy availability of guns has 100 times the amount of shootings as other comparable countries, duh, duh, is there a relationship? No matter how much you love your gun and how much you love your Second Amendment, which I never would have voted for if I had been at the Constitutional Convention, but it's there, and so I support it, but I support it interpreted reasonably. You can't tell me that the Second Amendment to the Constitution was intended to allow 18 and 19-year-olds to go to a store and buy 300 rounds of ammunition and magazines and a semi-automatic weapon and go into a school and kill 19 kids. You tell me that Thomas Jefferson and John Adams and James Madison and Alexander Hamilton, you tell me that that's what they intended. No, that's not what they intended. I guarantee you that Alexander Hamilton never had in mind giving people guns so they could overthrow the government. That's not what he had in mind. Thomas Jefferson, maybe, but he was not at the Constitutional Convention. Um, but a lot of the Second Amendment can be understood as a conflict between the Jeffersonians and the Hamiltonians. The Hamiltonians wanted a standing army. They wanted the United States Army, the Jeffersonian states' rights. No, no, we want state militias. We want state militias. We want. But if you have states' rights, the states have to be the ones to do the well-regulating. And these same states' rights people who say the state has the right to regulate abortion and everything else, no, can't regulate guns. No, no, you can't regulate guns. You can't take away guns from people. We love our guns. We love our guns. And uh, who supports that? The gun manufacturers. Gun manufacturers are making a fortune off the blood of innocent, innocent people. So, yeah, I'm mad. I'm angry. And, you know, maybe I'm overstating it. Uh, I'm sure you'll write to me and tell me I'm uh, overstating it. But you have to explain to me, if you're going to write to me, explain to me how you think mental illness justifies or explains or in any way is relevant to the amount of gun violence we have in this country when there's no evidence that there's more mental illness in this country than in countries with extraordinarily lower uh, crime rates. What is the factor that explains it? If it's not mental illness, is it the American character? Are we bad people? Are we violent people? Are we more violent than the people of countries that don't have uh, gun deaths? The Japanese have a history of violence, samurai, swords, you know, you name it. Uh, nobody shoots other people in Japan. They have high levels of mental illness. The Scandinavian countries, I think, have higher levels of mental illness than we do. I know they have higher suicide rates, and I suspect higher levels of mental illness. But, you know, yeah, occasionally you get a Norway mass killing of the kind we had there, uh, and occasionally you get, you get it in New Zealand. But it's occasional. In the United States, it, it, it rarely justifies a headline for more than a day or two. And all these people gathering in Texas... Uh, wearing these funny, stupid uniforms as if they were the ones who went in there and, 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 and killed the, the person. 
um, uh, sitting there and, and, and trying to explain why. The one thing they're not going to do is take away people's guns. No, they might take away their heads because it's their heads that do it. But they're not going to take away their guns. Uh, in Texas, you don't take away people's guns. You blame it on their heads. It's mental illness. That's what we do. We'll build a new hospital in the area. It'll be open to people who are mentally ill. So instead of going to the gun shop, they're going to go to the mental hospital. And they're going to say, hey, I'm about to buy a gun and kill 19 kids. Treat me and cure me. What fantasy land are you living in? Shape up. Do the right thing. I admire that guy who stood up at that press conference and said, you're doing nothing. It's the same old stuff over and over and over again. Every time there's a mass killing like this, the president sheds tears, the governor shed tears, they come with their silly uniforms, they, they talk about the victims, of course they talk about the victims, we're all sympathetic to the victims. There's a difference, I don't want any more victims. I don't want to be sympathetic to more victims. I want to take the guns away from killers. I want to take action that can prevent People like this and like the person in Buffalo from getting access to a gun. Will you ever do it completely? No. We're never going to solve crime completely. Can we have an impact on crime by reducing the number of automatic weapons available? Yes, we can. Yes, we can and yes, we should. But no, we won't because the gun lobby is too powerful. Because the gun lobby funded by gun manufacturers makes too much money off selling murder weapons to people who are irresponsible. I have no problem with a person having a pistol in their home if they really think they need to protect themselves from uh, intruders or from wild animals or uh, if they honestly believe someday they may have to go to Washington and shoot the president because they're tyrants and therefore the Second Amendment gives them some justification for overthrowing the government. Let him have his gun. It's not going to happen. If it does happen, obviously he'll, he'll get arrested. It's, it's, not, it's not lawful to overthrow the government. Uh, I'm not worried. I want to keep guns out of the hand of gangs. And we haven't even talked about gangs. I mean, these mass killings are nothing compared to the number of people who are killed every day in Chicago, in Detroit, in Philadelphia, in Boston, in New York, in, in gangland killings, in black-on-black -black crime. And let's be very clear about it. It's black-on-black -black crime. You can't generalize about any community. Vast, 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 I'll repeat vast over and over again, of people of color are wonderful, legitimate, decent people who want to bring up their children in, in safety. But there's, there are too many black predators who belong to black gangs and other gangs. There's also Russian gangs. There's also Cuban gangs. There's all kinds of gangs. Um, but the number of murders, the street corner murders, the innocent people who were caught in, in shootings, um, you read about them all the time. 12-year-old girls, 10-year-old boys, honor students. They're sitting there, you know, on the way to school. Suddenly, gangs fight and, 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 and they're killed. When I lived in Boston, Massachusetts, responsible leaders of the black community, wonderful, wonderful leaders, I knew them, uh, got together with the police chief of Boston, who was wonderful too, and they said basically, the black leaders said basically to the police commissioner, 
take away the guns from these 17, 18, and 19-year-old gangbangers. Take them away, even if you have to violate their Fourth Amendment rights. Now, I don't want to violate people's Fourth Amendment rights. Okay. But they engaged in stop and frisk. And they disarmed many of the gangs in the Boston areas that had high gang shootings. And they reduced the amount of gang killings in Boston. Who were the beneficiaries of it? The poorest people in Boston, people of color in Boston, were the beneficiaries. I wasn't in danger living in a fancy neighborhood in, in, in Cambridge next to people who want to defund the police. You know, Cambridge, Massachusetts is my hometown where I lived for 50 years. It's just elected uh, to Congress one of the worst bigots and anti-Semites and anti-white and anti-everything people who want to defund the police doing all the terrible. This is Cambridge, Massachusetts, a center of rationality. Elects to Congress somebody who wants to defund the police. Elects to Congress somebody who wants to boycott Israel. Elects to Congress somebody who um, um, has attitudes that are totally out of sync with reasonable attitudes and attitudes of the vast, vast, vast majority of Americans. That's the problem. And, and, and the problem is that extremists on both sides are doing the wrong thing. The extremists on the left who voted for the defund the police crazies and the extremists on the right who think every 12-year-old should have a gun, uh, they're both, they're all uh, out of sync with the mainstream in America. We've got to get back. We've got to get back to a rational approach to gun control, a reasonable approach to gun control. The vast majority of Americans are at the center. They don't want to defund the police on the one hand. They don't want to have weapons of mass destruction available to 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-olds, on the other hand. The problem is in America, the majority doesn't rule. Extremists rule. And politicians rule. And lobbyists rule. And until we can get a majority centrist coalition built, not to take away people's guns, not to deny them their rights under the Second Amendment, their legitimate rights under the Second Amendment, but to do something about about waiting periods. Yeah, waiting periods. Constitution doesn't say you have the right to bear arms tomorrow. You don't have the right to buy a car and get into it and drive. You got to get a license. You got to pass a test. Why not for the right to own a gun? Certainly for the right to own a gun that can kill 19 people in a matter of seconds. So I'm mad. I'm mad at a lot of people. Um, and, um, and I'm not optimistic that this horrible killing will solve any problems. Um, it will just create more and more excuses. Everybody will put the blame on somebody else. It will become politicized. There'll be a lot of tears shed, and they should be said, uh, shed. And there'll be a lot of sympathy for the victims, and we're a charitable country. We will pay for their funerals. We will make contributions to their families. But when it comes to getting elected officials to vote for reasonable gun control, we have failed, and we will continue to fail. And you, who listen to my show out there, are going to continue to write me letters saying, oh, it's not guns that kill us, mental illness, it's people that kill, don't take away our guns, you're an extremist, we have to have our guns. You're going to write those things to me. I dare you to justify it. I dare you to try to explain 
Why only in this country do we have these kinds of mass shootings? What is the phenomenon? What is the factor? What is the variable? I challenge any of you to show me that it's not the easy availability of guns. I challenge any of you to show me anything scientifically common sense. It's the easy availability of guns. Face it and do something about it. Now let's turn to my letters on different subjects, but before that, let's talk about AnthemSoftware.com. If you own a small business and you need help growing it, there's a solution. AnthemSoftware.com is your one-step solution. Anthem Software helps small businesses all over America to find, serve, and keep more customers and more profitability by providing world-class CRM software and results-focused marketing services. You know, your business is not only going to grow, but it's going to dominate in this highly competitive uh, atmosphere. Uh, that's AnthemSoftware.com. Every, every business needs a song, and let AnthemSoftware.com help you sing yours. Visit AnthemSoftware.com to schedule your free demo of this amazing, amazing solution. So, Let's look at some of the letters. We don't have a lot of time. This is a, I have, I have a good you have a good letter. What is it? Uh, one statistic that is often uh, is never emphasized is the number of crimes prevented and the number of, of lives saved each uh, day because good and uh, respectable people happen to be armed. Okay, it's a good question. Uh, the argument is that there's a balance. Um, the question doesn't admit it, but obviously we all have to know that s some crimes are committed because of guns like the one in Texas, the one in Buffalo. But the question is, yeah, but you have to offset that by the number of crimes that are prevented. Or I challenge you, come up with the data. Come up with a statistic. You show me. I've seen statistics that show that more suicides from guns result from people having a gun, having a dark thought, and instead of being able to do something about it, they do the first thing, they go to their gun and they shoot themselves and they kill themselves. That more suicides are caused by the easy availability of gun than crimes are prevented. But show me the data the opposite way. Don't give me generalizations. Give me FBI data. Give me government data. Give me conservative data. Give me data from gun organizations that show how many crimes are actually prevented. Now, you're going to come back and say, well, we don't know how many crimes are actually prevented because the very fact that people have guns makes people not commit crimes. I, I, no, no, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. Uh, this kid who went into the school had no reason to know that there were no armed cops uh, in the school, no armed guards in, in, in the school. So give me the data. Let's Let's look at the data. Let's look at... Crimes caused by guns, crimes prevented by guns. And we'll see the disparity and in which way the disparity goes. It's a good question. You're absolutely right. When you look at data like that, you have to look at both sides. And I apologize for not mentioning that, and I'm glad you wrote that letter that does mention it. But I don't know what the data show, and I doubt the data shows that uh, it, it's, it's true. By the way, that would be true in other countries in the world, too. Um, um, are, are there a lot more crimes committed in countries that don't have guns because there are no guns out there? It's complicated. It's a social science issue, 
And I welcome people to try to find that data. It's not easy data to find because, as I said, implicit in the question, there are going to be crimes that are prevented by the mere knowledge that the easy availability of guns. You'd have to show, for example, that there are fewer crimes in states that have easy availability than gun of guns than in states that have a harder availability. But now we're going to see in New York, New York has the Sullivan Laws passed in 1911, Sullivan Act, which made it one of the hardest states in the country to get guns. And um, let's see how you compare uh, crimes in, in New York. You have to compare big cities, small cities, rural areas, etc., with crimes in Texas and, and other places where guns are more easily available. It's a good question, but I don't think the questioner has provided the answer. So uh, let's see. Elon, do you have any more questions? Can I give a second? Well, a lot of people are questioning what an assault rifle actually is. Um, okay, that's a good question. What is what is an assault uh, weapon? And you guys are more experts than I am. I have a few letters here I was going to read, but we don't have time. Saying, oh, go to a gun range, learn how to use guns, maybe you'll be more sympathetic to guns. No, I haven't had an abortion yet either, and I'm sympathetic to a woman's right to have an abortion. I have no intention of going to a gun range. Guns don't uh, turn me on. Um, uh, I'd like to know more about guns. All I know and all I need to know for this discussion is that there's a big difference between a pistol where you fire a gun, a fire, you pull the trigger, you shoot, and then you sh pull the trigger again and you shoot, and a fully automatic weapon where you just pull the trigger and it goes, and a semi-automatic weapon, which is somewhere uh, between that. All I know is a lot of these Mass killings use these semi-automatic weapons. I also know, I've read it, tell me if I'm wrong, that it's not so hard to change a semi-automatic weapon into a more automatic weapon. There, there are a lot more things we can all learn about guns, but what we know at the moment is that an 18-year-old kid is able to walk into a Walmart and more easily than buying a pack of cigarettes can buy two semi-automatic weapons that were capable of killing 19 children in a very brief period of time. And when he was killed, he left behind magazines filled with um, bullets that could have killed uh, hundreds of more people. I don't know what more you need to know. If you want to tell me more, I'm happy to hear more. And so let's continue to have this discussion. I know this, this program is going to make a lot of you mad. A lot of you really love your guns and love the Second Amendment. I tolerate the Second Amendment. I don't think it was the right thing to put in the Constitution, but it's there. I don't want to amend the Bill of Rights, but I want to interpret the Second Amendment reasonably with the word well-regulated as an important part of it. So let's have your reaction and see you soon. Thank you.